Is it agritourism? Is it a bed and breakfast? Well, listen to the conversation and you'll find out. Uh, It is something that we found out about in the farm department a little while back. It is an opportunity for people that have a rural property, maybe a little spot on the farm, maybe an attraction that you think people enjoy, a natural feature, to invite guests in from literally all across North America to potentially enjoy Harvest Host is what it's called, and it is a brand new community that's building momentum across the United States. Joel Holland is the CEO of Harvest Host, and he joins us now. Thanks for taking the time, Joel. Let's talk a little bit about how this new community got started in your mind. When did you guys kind of come up with this? Yeah, so Harvest Host was actually inspired by a program in France called France Passion, um, they had started this program probably almost two decades ago. And the idea was connecting RVers with wineries. And these wineries wanted more business. The RVers wanted a really pretty place to spend the night. Uh, and, and the agreement was, you can stay here for free if you buy a couple bottles. Everybody wins. You know, bring that back to the U.S., RVing is a very large category. You know, there, by many estimates, almost 12 mil- million RV owners in the U.S., and, you know, campgrounds are fine. Um, Walmart parking lots are fine. But what's better than parking among the vines or at a farm, right? And so that was the whole concept with Harvest Host. Let's connect these millions of RVers with all these wonderful farms and farmers who are looking to, you know, sell more product so that everyone can win. So that was a very basic premise. And, and it's grown quite a bit over the years. We now have a quarter million members uh, and over 5,000 hosts in our program. Very interesting. Did you have a background in hospitality or a connection to agriculture? Why did this really seem to resonate with you, Joel? You know, it's it resonated it resonated with me as an RVer. So my background was actually in technology, and I had built a company uh, in the in the digital space. You know, a digital video company. My wife and I then hit the road after I was done with that company in an RV. And relatively spontaneously kind of went out and said, hey, let's go see what the country's all about. We've spent too many, you know, too many days on airplanes flying coast to coast. Let's go see what's in the heart. And RV is a great way to do that. We ended up loving it so much that we spent two years RVing through all the lower 48 states and trying to see everything. We just really wanted to see what every state had to offer. And along that way, got a little bit bored with your typical campground, right? Like they're utilitarian. And we're looking at all these beautiful vistas and farms and wineries and breweries and golf courses thinking, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we could stay there? We'd love to support the proprietors. We we love farm fresh produce. We love wine. Let's see if we can put two and two together. And and so Harvest Host was really the solution to that. Now, to make it a success, you had to have cooperators. How were those early cooperators approached? Um, you know, every great idea is still going to have some wrinkles along with the way. Take me back to 2010 when you had to bring this concept to somebody that was going to allow strangers onto their property. How did you get that jump started? Yeah, so I was lucky. <laughs> I learned a long time ago, it's better to do things you're good at and let others do the things that they're best at. And as my wife and I were traveling around, it was actually 2016 when we were doing this traveling around. And I thought, hey, what a novel concept. Let's get farms and wineries into a program and connect them with RVers. That's how I found this small program at the time called Harvest Hosts. And it had been started by Don and Kim Green in Prescott, Arizona. And they had essentially done exactly what I wanted to do, but they had a head start and they had 600 locations already in the program. 
So I reached out to them and said, Hey, I love this concept. It is cool. Would you have any interest in selling it and retiring so that we can try to take it to the next level? So, you know, the short answer is Don and Kim did all the hard work at the beginning. And I don't know how they did it because to approach a proprietor and say, Hey, we don't have a business yet, but one day there's going to be something here. Would you like to join? That's tough. When I took over 600 locations, I hired a team and I brought on a team to start recruiting and they would reach out to farms and say, here's how it works. It costs nothing for you to join. We'll never charge you a dime to be in the program. Um, our members are going to support you when they visit. They're going to buy, you know, an average of $50 per night in produce or whatever, agritourism, whatever you're selling. And it'll end up being an extra fifteen dollars to $20,000 in revenue for you every year. And we're not going to take any of that. So that was the pitch. And we really hired a team who did a good job of going out and getting to know the farmers. And one of the first ways we did that was through agritourism uh, bureaus and trade groups, state by state, and some of them are national. And we really started to try to be present in all of these knowledge sharing areas that farmers were going. Wow. And like you said, uh, tremendous success. I want to walk through the pandemic and thoughts that came through your mind at the beginning when we didn't know a whole lot. And then as it cascaded through uh, over the years, uh, you were already kind of established, uh, like just getting the wheels rolling as any entrepreneur. You know, the beginning is always that frothy, fast time. Tell me what happened with Harvest Hosts and your team, your approach, once the pandemic became part of everybody's lives. That's right. So yeah, we were chugging along. So I took over May, 2018. We we really started hitting our stride in 2019 and it was awesome. We were adding hosts. We were adding tens of thousands of new members. We had really turned on advertising. We'd hired a large team um, and then the pandemic hit. So my original, my, my initial thoughts without cursing were, you know, oh, butternut squash. <laughs> like, here we go. Like this is, this is the worst. Um, but you know, it's interesting, you know, and I think everybody across the country, probably around the world had the same thought at the same time. We don't know what's going to happen. This is really scary stuff. March, you know, 2020, everything shut down. We saw membership completely dry up. We saw people stop traveling because they were told to stay home. But then we realized that, you know, people love to travel and like travel is a super important part of life for most of us. And the safe way to get back to traveling is going to be by road, right? I knew it was going to take a while for airplanes, but I figured people are going to get back in those RVs and they're going to start traveling as soon as they're allowed to. And so we were ready. You know, in May, we launched a large advertising campaign basically saying RV travel is the way to safely, scenically uh, travel while supporting the local economy. And we, we, we spent millions advertising this way on Facebook and other places, and it worked. People were excited to get back on the road, and then they were really excited to get back to supporting these you know, local businesses and establishments that are so much fun to visit. Joel Holland is along with the CEO of a company called Harvest Hosts. And as he's been explaining, it basically allows for a lot of folks in rural communities from different venues, different agricultural backgrounds, agritourism efforts to bring new faces to their locations courtesy of those people's particular RV. Talking about the pandemic, Joel, that's one thing to get people excited about going to destinations. It might be another thing convincing the destination that they want strangers coming around. How did you bridge that? What did you provide for them as far as resources to make sure they knew how to approach it? What what happened? Yeah, I mean, that that is the tough thing. For, for anyone who 
has not really worked with RVers in the past. Um, some of them don't really understand what a lovely and delightful group it is. And so our recruiters essentially would say, look, there's no contract to join this program. We've already said it doesn't cost anything, but we're really we're not even going to have you sign on the dotted line. We're so confident that you're going to like it. If you have space for an RVer to visit and you have a product to sell them, give it a try, right? I mean, that was the pitch. It was a really like no strings attached, low effort, because by the way, every farmer and small business owner is up to their eyeballs in stuff. They don't need more work to do. And so the pitch was simple. Our RVers are self-contained. They're going to drive onto your property. They don't need anything. No electricity hookups, no water hookups, no sewer. They're just going to visit you, go to the store, buy some nice stuff, and then spend the night. They're just going to park in their rig overnight. And we basically said, look, let, let us just prove to you that this is awesome. And you let us know if you want to stay or not. And if you don't want to, you can go. And by the way, we'll provide you, you know, insurance so that if our members break anything or hurt anything, we'll pay for it. So we really tried to set it up as a, there's no downside here, but we think there's a lot of upside for you. And that's how it's played out. You know, now we have over 2000 farms in the program and this year, specifically our farms will receive over $20 million in spending from our members directly. And that's meaningful, right? I mean, I think farmers are like every other business owner. It's hard to get workers cost of labor's going up, cost of inputs, cost of gasoline, cost of everything's more expensive. And so that extra, you know, purchasing me means a lot. Exactly. And so there was no apprehension about uh, contact, uh, close proximity from any of your providers when we were kind of evolving into this, getting back to life? Well, that and, that, and that's a great point. You know, the, the RVers were the safest group to basically let on first because they could stay in their rig and um, and not have to socially interact. So I'll use wineries as an example. You know, tasting rooms all shut down because that just wasn't going to fly. But we told wineries like, hey, our members would still love to show up. Maybe you just give them a phone number they could call to purchase some wine, just put it on their doorstep. And, and that's exactly what they started doing. And we told all of our businesses, if you could just give them a phone number to call to buy the stuff and just drop it off of the rig, drop off that fresh produce, that that's perfect. And we ended up, you know, we had so many lovely messages from um, our hosts basically saying, you saved the farm. Like we thought we were in a lot of, we were, we were in trouble. Like we, we thought this was the end and your members kept showing up and they kept spending. So that was, it was wonderful. Excellent. Now here we are uh, after the pandemic where all of a sudden everybody, even when the planes were back in force, everybody's got this pent up desire for the experience they put on hold. Tell me about what that's been like for your business model, Joel, and where you see things going from here on out. Yes, it's funny. You know, I think there was a term I really liked, rage travel, right? Like everybody was, and I was in the same group. As soon as we were ready, I was like, let's do this. And yeah, and we saw it. Like the RVers showed up in force. We had, you know, before the pandemic, 100,000 members. By the time the pandemic was, you know, coming to a close for us by 2021, we had a couple hundred thousand. So it doubled. And there's the, and they were spending millions of nights on the road uh, visiting our hosts. So um, it grew quickly. We wanted to make sure that we didn't let the wheels fall off. And so we spent most of our time focused on recruiting more hosts and making sure our hosts were supported and ready for the visitors. And, and so, and that went really well. Um you know, now 
we're in a new time. It's funny, like it's, it's, every year is different, right? We're in this interesting time where life's getting expensive for people. And, and it's not just gasoline anymore. That was last year's big problem. This year it's groceries. It's just everyday items are expensive. And I think that RVing is still a really reasonable way to travel, right? Like the, the, st- the data I see shows that a family traveling in an RV spends 50% less than if they s- took airplanes and stayed in hotels, right? So I'm optimistic that road travel and RV travel will remain elevated, especially if the economy has problems. I, I, I'm a believer that travel is like food and water. We need it for the soul and people are going to keep traveling. It's the last thing they're going to cut, but they might find ways to save money on travel. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm optimistic. Again, his name is Joel Holland. He is the CEO of Harvest Host. If you've never heard about a very interesting concept that fits with a lot of you folks in rural Wisconsin, many of which are already engaged in the process. Joel, if we've persuaded them to take the next step, maybe as an RV family or maybe as a potential next host for one of your guests, where can we tell them to go to try to find out more to get to be a part of this great community? We would love to have you, and it's as easy as going to harvesthosts.com. There's a link at the top of the uh, page that says become a host. So if you have a farm or you have you know any small business and you want our viewers to visit, click that link. You can fill out a short form just telling us a little bit about your farm, and then someone on our team will reach out and help. Um, we'll actually do all the work for you. We'll create a listing on our website that only our members can see, and we'll then let our members know that, hey, Pam's farm is now on the map. Next time you're in Wisconsin, go by. Here's what they sell. Here's what it looks like. Show some, show, you know, show some photos, and you can expect visitors to start showing up pretty much immediately. And 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 I promise you, they'll be a fun bunch. They, you know, RVers are they're travelers, so they're already happy. They're on the road, living their best lives. It's going to be some of your best customers. I'm confident of that. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially your better friends, your next friends. Good deal. All right. Like I said, he is Joel Holland, a very unique idea that uh, came to him as he was experienced life on the road via an RV, now the CEO of Harvest Host. Check it out. Like you said, harvesthost.com will help you get at least an idea on the success that many breweries, vineyards, uh, farm, agritourism stops have already found. Maybe it's in your business plan for the future. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.